Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. Volunteers will receive priority placement in these domestic programs. We've got that story plus lockdown pushback, but first rules for thee, but not for me. Or if you like, some animals are more equal than others. This is kind of a funny one, James, but it just just blasts the hypocrisy just right out the window. UK government scientist Neil Ferguson resigns after breaking lockdown rules to meet his married lover. The scientist whose advice prompted British Prime Minister Boris Johnson to lock down Britain resigned from his government advisory position on Tuesday night as the Telegraph can reveal. He broke social distancing rules to meet his married lover. We are grabbing this from the Telegraph, but we are using archive.is, so we're not giving them any extra traffic. Professor Neil Ferguson allowed the woman to visit him at home during the lockdown while lecturing the public on the need for strict social distancing in order to reduce the spread of the Rona. Woman lives with her husband and their children in another house. The epidemiologist leads the team at Imperial College London that produced the computer-modeled research that showed how Building 7... Oh, wait, that's a different uh, government scientist. Computer-modeled research that led to the national lockdown, which claimed more than half a million Britons would die without the measures. Ferguson has frequently appeared in the media to support the lockdown and praise the very intensive social distancing measures. The revelation of the illegal trysts will infuriate millions of couples living apart and banned by the government from meeting upon during the lockdown. Now in its uh, seventh week, if you're keeping score. On at least two occasions, and basically this article gets into how they were sneaking off into the night. Antonia Stotts, S-T-A-A-T-S, 38, traveled across London from her home in the south of the capital to spend time with the government scientist nicknamed Professor Lockdown. The 51-year-old Ferguson, so he's got to get him a younger lady, had only just finished a two-week spell of self-isolating after testing positive for the Rona. I deeply regret any undermining of the clear messages around the continued need for social distancing to control this devastating pandemic. The government guidance is unequivocal and is there to protect all of us. The first of Ms. Stott's visits, Monday, March 30th, coincided exactly with a warning by Professor Ferguson that all the lockdowns would have to go at least until June. Ms. Stotts, surprisingly a fake left campaigner, made a second visit on April 8th, despite telling friends that she suspected her husband, an academic in his 30s, also had symptoms of the Rona. She and her husband, apparently, this is where it gets into the things that really aren't our, our business, but it's a tabloid reality show world, so... Stotts and her husband live together with their two kids in a two million pound home, but are understood to be in an open marriage. She's told friends about her relationship with Dr. Lockdown, but does not believe their actions to be hypocritical because she considers their households to be one. Uh, also not surprising, she declined to, of course, comment on this story. Another one from The Telegraph, how Neil Ferguson, architect of UK lockdown, was brought down by failing to obey his own rules. And as long as we're in this kind of garbage tabloid world, James, I kind of hope to see like a future headline of UK lockdown doctor beaten up by lover's cuckold. But it seems that the guy's into it. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just the, the levels of hypocrisy seem to know no limits, do they, James? No, they do not. And yeah, let's stress and, and underline the point of this story, because yes, I'm not here to cast judgments on people's personal relations, whatever. But that is not what this is about. This is about the person, one of the key architects of this lockdown madness that has spread around much of the world. It shows by his actions, not what he says, but by his actions, shows that this is nonsense, that he doesn't believe 
these things that he is preaching. That is the important part of this. And anyone who was who was on that team of, yes, we need to shut down everything, and if you step outside, you're killing grandma and all of that. Anyone who was on that team and sees this and is not incensed at the, the not just the hypocrisy, it's not about hypocrisy, it's about the fact that they lied to you. This person is outright lying to you. He shows by his actions that this is not, ne- he does not think this is necessary, but he's telling you to do it. Now, you guys should do this. I'm not going to do it, but you guys should do it. Because you guys, it's very important that you guys do it. So he's showing by his actions that this is a lie. So anyway, that is the point of this story. And it is absolutely, I I hope people have noticed, this is not a one-off aberration of just this one guy. There are many, many examples that are popping up of politicians and health uh, uh, experts and all of these people who are telling you to lock down, who are not socially distancing and doing all the rules that they're telling you to do. And I am collecting examples of that because I want to put together a report on lockdown for thee, not for me, and uh, and, and showing this, uh, and showing the fact that they don't believe what they are telling you to do. They do not think that stepping out of your house will kill grandma. So if there are corporate report members with more examples of this, please do uh, put it in the comments section. I would be interested to see them. I, as I say, I'm collecting this. But let's also just put on the record, although this is superfluous at this point, because again, Ferguson has proven he does not believe what he's saying, but we should also, of course, put on the record that yes, this is the same Ferguson from the same Imperial College that received $79 million in grants from Bill Gates this year alone, who is also, of course, the same Ferguson who was, uh, well, A, he can't document the code for the the models that he's used to to project the 18 bajillion deaths or whatever he's saying from this, uh, because the dog ate his homework, essentially. This is the same Ferguson who said that between 50 and 50,000 people, (laughs) that's quite the estimate, would die of BSE in the UK. Of course, it ended up being 177. So he was right. It was between 50 and 50,000. Uh, this is the same Ferguson who had, who thought that there could be up to 200 million deaths uh, from bird flu in 2005. Uh, it ended up killing 282 people. I mean, again, time after time after time after time, his models are completely out to lunch. And yet, here they are, and they're still being touted, and they are the reason you are trapped inside your own home as a prisoner. This is garbage. You, of course, make a couple of great points there. <laughs> Think about that. If you're safe, you know, I've got to make a music reference. You're putting on some sort of concert. Oh, how many people are going to show up? Oh, 50 or 50,000. You know, what? just, you know, somewhere in between there. And the point, too, that he doesn't, he doesn't believe his own garbage. If it were Jason Voorhees' axe murder behind the door, would he open it to let it in for his family or even his neighbors or his lovers? You would think certainly he wouldn't. So he must know that there's not an axe murder waiting just outside the door. Whew. James, we move to our second segment here on episode 407 of New World Next Week for May 7th, 2020. And it's, again, all those sort of usual suspects, if you will. You know that Kevin Spacey movie. Clinton Foundation wants to use AmeriCorps as National Contact Tracing Corps. This coming from the pretty awesome blog Mass Private Eye, the co-chair of AmeriCorps and the creator of AmeriCorps. Former President Bill Clinton wants to create a national contact tracing force using AmeriCorps volunteers. The co-chair of AmeriCorps, 
Congressman John Garamendi recently introduced a bill that would expand volunteer opportunities within AmeriCorps and FEMA. The bill, Undertaking National Initiatives to Tackle Epidemic Act, Unite Act, would allow AmeriCorps and FEMA to create a national contact tracing corps. The bicameral legislation ensures that existing national and community service programs are fully mobilized in order to assist in testing and contact tracing. The bill would also ensure that Peace Corps volunteers whose service involuntarily ended in March due to the Rona will receive benefits, priority placement in these domestic programs so they can continue to use their skills by facilitating testing and contact tracing. Uh, meanwhile, in other places, six years ago, USA Today called AmeriCorps a wasteful flop, saying many members are serving essentially as recess referees. Far more disturbing, in 2018, a CBS News investigation revealed that AmeriCorps programs are rife with sexual misconduct and failed to meet federal standards and requirements. CBS News investigation also revealed that AmeriCorps and FEMA, of course, have a long history of working with young adults. Always the perfect cover. None of that matters to any of our killer politicians who hope you'll forget that a national contact tracing corps would be run by a group that, since its inception has at the very least been mismanaged and filled with sexual harassment cases. There's a famous quote, James, this kind of reminds me of. This is, we go, you know, kind of deep here again, as we've been talking for these last several weeks of the scamdemic. They didn't just invent this stuff last week. These are long-time plans. Again, long con, multiple years, multiple administrations, and even generations. We cannot continue to rely on our military. In order to achieve the national security objectives we've set, we've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, and just as well-funded. You know it's, of course, the famous Obama phrase about a national security objective and a force to bring that out. We'll also include the link to Obama's own factcheck.org. Remember, he's in the Annenberg and all his Chicago cronies are all behind that. Obama's factcheck.org has fact-checked that national security force quote and found that it's, it's all good. James, it's almost like one side sets up the Stasi programs that their successor friends get to wield later. Clinton's omnibus crime bill helped pretty much set up the whole Terranoia Bush 9-11 police state. Bush's Patriot Acts helped set up Obama's drone wars, domestic surveillance, and now Swamp Thing gets to flex on all those previous so-called laws, James. And set them up for whoever gets the presidency next. So people who are cheering on, yay, Trump, I trust him. But then a Democrat will get in. Oh my God, a Democrat has these powers. How did this happen? Uh, anyway, uh, yes, uh, of course, this story will not be surprising or new to Corporate Report viewers. You will remember that we were just talking about this and showing some of that Clinton Global Initiative propaganda nonsense uh, on Propaganda Watch, where we exhorted you to remember, stop calling it contact tracing. This is not contact tracing. This is all-seeing, pervasive, big brother snooping. But uh, at any rate, uh, it is good to have this on the record with the bill. I hope people will go and read through it and see the way they just kind of casually insert it in back down near the bottom of the bill. Detail of core employees, you know, number one, logistical support for the supply chain of medical equipment. Number two, tracing contacts of infected individuals and their status while being quarantined. Number three, providing nutritional assistance to... Wait, wait, what? <laughs> what did you just slip in there? Oh, that's right. Yeah, the spying police state... Uh, I, 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 I don't even... I don't even have the words to describe how disgusting this is, but they're putting it right out there. They are going to know everyone you meet and everywhere you go in the interest of saving the public 
from getting the sniffles, right? That's, it's only because they love you and they want to take care of you. Why, when has the government ever instituted any program that wasn't just in your best interests? But you could trust them. Absolutely. Yes, nonsense, garbage, rejected outright. Stop calling it contact tracing. And uh, welcome to the new normal, guys. And uh, do not accept it because once again, let us remind people, any powers that are instituted in the wake of this emergency will be there forever. They will never, ever, ever give this up. They will never say, epidemic over, guys. Now we can stop all this contact tracing. We'll never look at you again. No, this is going in for good. So do not let this happen. Shake the bars of this cage before they lock the door. So, I, you know, I, on my show, I often talk about I, <laughs> I talk about my Alexa friend, which is actually a longtime dear friend who's never really met a scam he didn't fully love and believe in and literally has the, you know, the Alexa thing in his home and tried to be, you know, talking to him about about Bill Gates. He's even been reading about philanthropy and seeing that maybe it, it, it could turn into a problematic thing. But still, I mean. You know, Bill Gates spending his money to try and help people is still a good thing. Is about where he is. Meanwhile, when I told him they're openly spying on him in Baltimore, like they've been spying on him for the last few years, but now openly spying on him. Yeah, surveillance planes over your city. He has to go, oh yeah, I definitely don't like that thing. So I just, you know, again, as we've all been doing, geez, for 15 years, trying to turn our friends and family on to some of this information. And again, we're the crazy people half the time. And then the other time, look at us. We're the amazing, you know, pr predictors of all of this. I've also been talking on my show a bit, James, about the 1976 swine flu scamdemic, which, among other things, of a rushed and botched and pretty much useless vaccine they really didn't even shut anything down. It was basically just everything went on as normal. And this has happened time and time again. What makes this so different now? That's really kind of interesting question. Again, they kind of keep going for broke and moving the goalposts and just doubling down on the police state. But every now and then, of course, there's some not unmitigated good news. And there are people pushing back. And I think, again, as I've kind of been saying, I think it's only the beginning. Our third and final story on this new world next week, Oklahoma City ends face mask rule for customers after uh, threats of violence. Uh, in Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City walked back an emergency declaration requiring customers to wear face masks inside businesses after threats of violence were hurled at store employees. Officials in Stillwater, Oklahoma, announced the backtrack Friday, May Day, May 1st, less than 24 hours after the rule went into effect at stores and restaurants. Stillwater, Oklahoma Mayor Will Joyce said on Twitter, he didn't expect the declaration to provoke a violent reaction. Quote, I knew there'd be some objections, but I did not expect physical confrontations with employees and threatening phone calls to City Hall. I hate that our businesses and their employees had to deal with abuse today, and I apologize for putting them in that position. You gotta at least give it up to him for saying, I apologize. He said the face mask still strongly recommended for residents when around other people and will continue to be required for workers at public facing businesses. We must find the common ground and work together to deal with the circumstances our society is facing. Whether or not we agree on the details, we have to find ways to cooperate in the task before us. And in a lot of ways, that's true. But here's, I think, James, again, this, this false dichotomy again. Trumpsters want to reopen great America. We need our corporate slave jobs. And then fake progressives call the snitch line to say, you're killing grandma. And those are your two choices. 
Those are all, that's, that's all you can get. Coke or Pepsi, those are your two choices. Almost like they're giving us two fake choices so that we arrive at the synthesis they wanted in the first place, James. This is, again, we've seen this play out a lot, a lot of times, and here it is again, we're just big time, prime time. Right, exactly. And that's, to me, that's the mitigated part of this good news story, is that, yes, the division is there, and unfortunately, the people get set against each other rather than at the people who are directing this. So, yes, violence and threats of violence and and altercations with store employees is not the way we want to be going with this ultimately because yes they want the population at each other's throats they want civil war they want the violence so that they can step in as the saviors the very same people who are the ones who are directing all of this the the fergusons and their ilk of the world who are telling you what to do and not doing it themselves, are the ones that we should be directing our anger towards, not the store employee who is literally has to do this because they've been told and so they're just doing their job. I know that is not an excuse for enforcing things that should not be enforced, but at any rate, our, our the we are not each other's enemies. The enemies are the people who are directing this scam and funding this scam at the very, very top. And uh, unfortunately, we can misdirect our anger and that can turn into widespread and wide-scale violence very easily. And unfortunately, violence against each other, again, only helps the people who want to control society by stepping in and acting as the saviors. Well, and again, you know, again, the, you know, the twilight language is always there. Sort of these interesting memes and themes. You said Ferguson, and even then, just now, I forgot we were talking about that liar lockdown professor. What did I think of? The city that exploded into violence based off of some kind of sketchy event where the cops were told to stand down and let everybody wreck the place. Because, man, that stuff plays good on TV. It seems also obvious, James, in so many ways. We could all essentially stop taking part and start growing and trading all with everyone. And again, the governments and the news in the next days will go, hey, where'd, where'd everybody go? Where'd all our fearful sheep populace go? Oh, they left us. And they'll have no one to fight. And again, that's a lot of times why they have to invent things to fight. Yikes. James, that is episode 407 of Neural Next Week for May 7th, 2020. And as I always like to remind folks at the end of these episodes, I do have some recurring website difficulties but for the most part, again, my show goes Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Mountain Time. I stream news, music, memes, and more. And, of course, remember, I, I tape the episodes, so they're available as a podcast later. Working behind the scenes to make sure to get the website back up and running. A lot of interesting stuff, a lot of interesting projects behind the scenes. James, it has been kind of a real positive time for so-called alternative media. And again, there's no unified field of all of it, but Whitney Webb's working with Ryan at Last American Vagabond. There's lots of, I think, kind of good moves and good, again, Christatunity kind of bringing people together. James? Well, people are realizing how important this information is. And uh, that is, I suppose, a good thing. But uh, well, if only it could have happened under better circumstances. But I would just like to direct some appreciation towards our silent partner here at Neural Next Week, Brock West, the video editor of CorporateReport.com, who is working his butt off right now on the Gates series and doing phenomenal work. I hope people will direct some love his way. He really is working himself to the bone. If I am the hardest working man in alternative media, as some people say, well, then he is by default the second hardest. <laughs> or maybe equal. At any rate, he is working hard right now. So uh, let's uh, direct some appreciation towards Brock and uh, let's do it again next week. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Take care. <laughs>